Welcome to CEF Insights, your source for closed-end fund information and education brought to you by the Closed-End Fund Association. My name is Diane Merritt. Today we are joined by closed-end fund expert Dennis Emanuel. Dennis is the founder of AED Fund Solutions, LLC, and is formerly the director of ETF and closed-end fund strategy at SS&C Alps, as well as the head of closed-end fund and ETF research with Citigroup. Our discussion will focus on a review of activity in the closed-end fund market last week and where investors may look for opportunities. We're happy to have you with us today, Dennis. Thank you, Diane. Very happy to be here. Dennis, take us through what went on in the markets last week and how that impacted closed-end funds. Okay. Well, stocks were down with the S&P falling 0.2% week over week. Now, things started off well enough. You know, states were starting to discuss plans to reopen. Gilead Sciences announced uh, pretty promising results on an antiviral treatment for COVID-19. And through Wednesday, S&P was actually up 3.6%. But then disappointing economic news on GDP, personal spending, manufacturing, that ended up just erasing most of the gains for the week. Now, switching over to fixed income side, overall investment grade was slightly down. Bloomberg, Barclays, Ag, which is an investment-grade index, that was down 12 basis points on the week. Investment-grade corporates, treasuries, particularly as you move further out on the curve, all did poorly. Riskier categories, emerging market debt, lower-grade corporates, these were up. Now, how did closed-end funds fare? Well, it was kind of mixed. The average fund generated a 0.84% return on market price, while NAVs rose 0.62%. What it comes down to is the fund just didn't sell off as much as the S&P towards the end of the week. Now, I said it's kind of mixed because, you know, while equity funds, for the most part, did very well, both on price and NAV, it's fixed income. And fixed income makes up roughly 60% of the closed-end fund tickers. These were dragged down by, you know, some of the very larger categories within that group. Which categories are you referring to? Well, let's start with the munis. The muni market was down last week, and all you really need to do is look at closed-end fund muni NAVs to see that. Out of 85 national muni bond funds and another 60 single-state funds, only six had positive returns on net assets for the week. Now, what I found surprising is that there are 11 high-yield national muni bond funds. Eight of those had positive returns on market price for the week, despite every fund in that category declining in net assets. Now, as I mentioned last week, any concern about the markets deteriorating to the point that muni bond funds have to decrease leverage and or widespread muni defaults impacting a fund's dividends, I think that's still very premature. However, let's just say this does occur. The area within the muni space to get hit and probably hit first would be the lower grade and non-rated munis. So I don't think this is an area of value right now. And to see the funds respond in a positive way, it's a bit surprising. Now, two other large areas within fixed income are floating rate and high-yield bond funds. The floating rate funds had another difficult week, more so on price than NAV. Now, the underlying market was down slightly, and that's evidenced by the average NAV falling about 0.1%. But 25 of the 32 funds in the category declined on price and the average decline was 1.2%. Now, this time, I can't just say it's funds with 
high concentrations of CLOs that were, you know, hit hard and bring everything down because many of the other higher quality or at least funds with more senior loans in the portfolio, they were hit as well. Now, the high-yield bond funds, that was a bit interesting. The other larger markets were up. Now, if you look at various high-yield indices, you see that double Bs and the triple B market, they were up. Triple Cs and below were down, but you know, when it comes to closed-end funds, they're not really meaningfully investing below single B. So given the state of the economy, corporate earnings, the anticipation for higher default rates, and the fact that relatively few of these high-yield bond funds have cut dividends so far, I guess you know the caution is understandable. From a valuation standpoint, how do things look? What happened to discount levels over the past five days? Well, the average discount tightened 17 basis points to 8.04%. The discounts during the week had actually gotten to 7.54% by midweek, but widened out again, particularly with the big sell-off on Friday. Right now, 423 funds currently trade at a discount, and of these, 369 trade at a level that's wider than its 52-week average. As far as individual categories go, as I mentioned earlier, most high-yield muni funds rose on market price despite their NAVs declining, so obviously things shrunk a little bit there, and the average discount narrowed 144 basis points to 7.32% in that category. The average discount in emerging market debt also narrowed. It went from 7.84% to 6.25%. You know, and this is largely due to a couple of funds that were up big after very sizable sell-offs last week. The only other category I would point out would be the the U.S. REIT funds, which experienced a widening of their average discount by 68 basis points. But, you know, in this case, again, I think there was a couple of funds that were weak and probably skewed the overall results. Anything else before we wrap up? You know, I've mentioned the past couple of weeks about muni bond funds. Clearly, a lot of uncertainty. You read it in the paper a lot. Uh, There's concern over potential defaults, concern over which states are in good shape and which ones will be have difficulty servicing their debt. And then there's a concern, you know, how is this going to impact closed-end funds? So to that end, I'll be moderating a discussion on the muni market with representatives from Duveen and Eaton Vance on May 19th. And further details, you should look out for further details coming on the CIFA website. Dennis, we want to thank you so much for taking the time to join us today. Oh, thank you. Thanks for having me. And we want to thank you for tuning in to another CEF Insights podcast. For more educational content, please visit our website at www.cifa.com.